When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the war, 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 all right, the views from Midstreet Podcast rolls on. Rob Brown and the great one Lonzo Reitzel with you today. Hey, make sure you follow us on social media if you don't mind. I am at the Rob Brown. He is at Lonzo on Word, W-O-R-D. And while you're at it on the social, spread the love, man. Grab that invite link off of wherever you are getting the views from Midstreet Podcast, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app. Grab that little share button and share it around to your Carolina fans. Carolina Panthers friends within your social circle so that we can continue to grow the community. Uh, We hinted on this in the last segment. We get to it now. The magic eight ball was shaken up by Steve Wilkes and Lonzo. We are going to see for the first time this season, Samuel Darnold get the start under center this Sunday against the Denver Broncos. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, I'm okay with it. Not because I think Sam's going to be any better than Baker. I don't. Although Sam did have a hot hand early in the season last year in his first few games. So we'll see. Uh, But I don't have a problem with it because Tampa Bay has a real opportunity against Cleveland this weekend to, I think, essentially put the put the division away. All right, If they get to six wins this weekend, I, I don't think Carolina, New Orleans, or Atlanta is going to run down the Buccaneers and steal the NFC South away from them, which means that, let me go ahead and grab the shifter and crank back on it again, it is back in tank mode, right? Like, that's just where we are now. Now, If Sam Darnold comes in and blows us away and earns a second start and a third start and plays four or five consecutive really good games like he did last year, I don't know. Maybe he gets a second look. Maybe we go, okay, maybe Matt Rule and Adam Gase both held back Sam Darnold, right? The popular theory, myself included, is that Adam Gase with the Jets was so bad that Sam Darnold never got time to develop into an NFL quarterback. Uh, I, I, I think, as we've said many, many times, it's pretty obvious now that Matt Rule was a, if not the problem. Like, maybe he comes in and he blows us away and he earns two or three or four additional starts and he looks like Sam Darnold from the early portion of last year when he had a really good start to the season before he fell off. If he does, great. Maybe we take a look. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Sam Donald's going to come out and suddenly turn into an all-pro caliber quarterback, but at least it gives you a look. If Sam Donald comes out and he sucks and we lose, okay, one spot closer to getting C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. It's that simple to me. Like We can go X's and O's and the tactics and the formations and all the things that you can do with Sam Donald you couldn't do with Baker if there are any, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, if he comes out and stinks up the joint 
and we lose this game to Denver, a three and seven football team. We're one step closer to having another run at QB of the future in the draft next year. And I have just accepted that as our reality at this point. All right. So this could be, you can look at it a couple ways. It, this could be basically an audition between the three quarterbacks on who is going to start like the first three games next year before the rookie quarterback who's being drafted gets to take over. Who's going to be the mentor to that guy when he gets drafted, when the Panthers finish, you know, between one and three. Um, Or you could look at it another way and go, this coach is trying out to be a head coach and he can't figure out who the starting quarterback is. Maybe this coach is costing himself uh, job possibilities by by doing what he's doing. This this rotation of quarterbacks. I, I I believe if PJ didn't get hurt, I think PJ Walker would have stayed the the starting quarterback the entire season. I do, uh, which would have made it look a little more consistent. We we would have questioned all year for sure about why Steve Wilkes is doing that. But I think it's a bad look for him, the fact that he's doing this, uh, starting yet another quarterback and, and benching the guy who just got in. And and you may look at it and go, maybe he didn't get a fair shake. Uh, but I don't have a problem with Sam Darnold being in there. I'm just saying there. Are t- I think there are two ways of looking uh, about him going in there. But when Sam Darnold goes in there and he looks all world against Denver, Certain people, like maybe Steve Smith Sr., are going to go, see, there's a thoroughbred. Uh, but he's playing Denver. All right, so Carolina going to look at this game like this is our get-right game. Denver's going to look at Panthers and going, this is our get-right game. When it's two less-than-mid teams playing each other, which means it could be a good game. I just uh, – Sam will probably go out there and look really good because how can you not against Denver? Yeah, Denver's not good. Uh, Denver's struggling. I will say this. We talked about team-ranked defenses earlier. Uh, Denver's defense, and this this is going to shock some people, Denver's defense is the top three defense in the National Football League. I know. I said the same thing. But when you, when you, when you go defensive efficiency, Denver's defense is actually really, really good. And you, you, you go down – and look at their schedule and where they stand right now, you cannot blame Denver's defense for where they are, right? In the first L to open the season, they gave up 17 to the Seahawks, and that was when the Seahawks were getting right and getting started. They lost to the Raiders. Uh, They gave up 32 in that game, but that was at a point when the Las Vegas Raiders looked like they were going to be an AFC contender. Uh, they gave up 12 to the Colts and lost. They gave up 19 to Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and they lost. 16 to the Jets, and they lost. 17 to the really good Tennessee Titans, and they lost. 22 to the Raiders a second time, and they lost. The defense has not been the problem with the Denver Broncos. They absolutely can and will get after you, and they will do that to Sam Darnold as well. This one to me, though, is 100% going to come down to A, does Sam Darnold, who has not played football in however many months at this point, does Sam Darnold panic in the face of the first pressure he's faced in a while coming off of a leg injury? Or 
and, and, and end up giving away a couple of turnovers? Or is he able to do what Baker couldn't do against the Ravens, get through his progressions, go from Moore down to Smith, down to Marshall, down to Chanel, whoever, whatever order the progression is on that particular play? Is he able to just play quarterback? I don't need you to do spectacular. If you score 22 points on Denver, you're winning the football game. All right. Uh, the only question is going to be, can the offense calm the hell down, run the football, open up the field and put up two or three touchdowns? Because our defense is going to smother Russ Wilson. I mean, R- Russ can't cook right now. We are going to smother up Russell. So the question mark is, can we outrace them to 18 points? If we can, we win the game. If we can't, we don't, regardless of who is under center. I agree with what you said. If P.J. didn't get hurt, P.J.'s probably still starting uh, results of the Baltimore game uh, thrown out the window. Wouldn't matter. He would still be the starter. And I don't know if that's because Steve really likes P.J. or if if it is what I suspect it is, which is, we recognize that winning games is bad for us now, okay? You don't have to like it. We're playing for pride. We want dubs. That's all well and good. But winning games hurts us now because we're not catching Tampa Bay. They have finally started to put it together, and they've got a not re- not ruthless end of the schedule either, no matter how easy ours is on the way out the door. Winning games is bad for us. P.J. Walker would have given us the best chance to lose games, uh, and now that might be Sam Darnold coming off of an injury because you can chalk up some of last week and the misfires of Baker Mayfield, you can chalk that up to playing a really, really good defensive front seven. Now you're going to throw in a guy who hasn't played football in half a year coming off of a leg injury into the face of one of the best three defenses in the NFL. By goodness, Lonzo, it almost feels like we're doing that on purpose. Doesn't it though? It absolutely does seem like they're doing that on purpose. I, uh, I, I guess we're going to find out if they if they stick with the run, and and who knows? I, I mean, maybe the reason why Baker is out of there is because uh, he didn't do what he was told and decided to be you know the quarterback and make decisions and not go. Coach says hand off. I'm going to hand off. You know, I, I mean, because we don't know what how he audibles, uh, but I do believe that no matter how good Sam plays this week, if PJ's back, Sam gets benched. I just, yep. I, I, I think that Steve Wilkes has decided that PJ is his guy, and he wants to because uh, the other two guys were were uh, Matt Rule guys, and it, it may seem kind of petty. Uh, but at the same time, he can also say, hey, I took this guy who probably wasn't going to be on the team, and I was able to win with him. These other guys on the end of their rookie contracts, they didn't pan out, but I could take a guy who wasn't supposed to be here and find a way to win with him. I mean, you can't, though. You can't, though, right? Like oh, you he, just can't, can't, he, absolutely, he absolutely can. I mean, no, I'm not saying he can't play him. He absolutely can, will, and is going to play him. I'm saying you can't win with him. Like, I like PJ. He's a hard, he's a, he's a, he's a big heart guy. He's a tough guy. He goes out there and he slings it. The hardest thing to say as a coach is you're just not that good, kid. You're just not that good. You're an XFL caliber quarterback. You're a USF caliber quarterback. I hope that at some point when he's done in Carolina, which will be sooner rather than later, 
I hope PJ Walker gets picked up by an XFL team or a USFL, a USFL team. I will tell you right now that if he does, I will probably be a fan of that team. I will follow PJ and be a fan of that guy because the dude has done everything he's been asked to do and everything he was capable of doing at Carolina. But I think at the end of the day, we've kind of just hit the point where we all have to sit back and realize now the mission is not to win anymore. The mission is to go get better. It's to be competitive, uh, to, to, to figure out who the guys are moving forward and also get us in a good spot where we're not stuck with Will Levis or uh, not having to package together three or four of our eight draft picks next year to try to jump up and pick somebody who is not uh, in the draft position that we end up at at the end of the year, whether it's trading up to, to one or two to get either Stroud or Young, uh, you know, might cost you a lot because there's a pretty hefty drop-off from those two guys down to Will Levis at number two. And by the way, or down to Will Levis at number three, and his tank, uh, his, his, his uh, draft stock is continuing to tank. I think the goal is try to either be in that one or two spot or see if either Sam or Darnold is going to have some sort of renaissance at the quarterback position that is going to make you look at them as the foundational guy next year. And spoiler alert, they're just not. Well, here's the problem. I'm, I'm thinking about this as you're talking. Uh, when, when Peyton Manning came out and he struggled that entire season, did he get benched? I'm sure there were some, some guys with experience uh, behind him. I don't remember who they were. Uh, same with Troy Aikman when he came out and he struggled. There have been some really good quarterbacks who have had some bad seasons and they didn't get benched because that's just you don't really do that in the NFL. I don't know why, but 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 you don't do that in the NFL. I think money has a lot to do with it, but you don't you don't do that in the NFL. So what this says is the Panthers as an organization, or at least Steve Wilkes as a coach, has no confidence that any of these guys are that good. Because you stick with that, you stick with the guy and see if they progress and get better. You don't just go, oh, that was a bad game, you're out. I mean, you just you don't do that in the NFL. I think that philosophy works for rookies, right? Like I think if if you were talking about Baker Mayfield, the rookie, Sam Darnold, the rookie, PJ Walker, the rookie, you'd have a much easier time selling me on that. Uh, you don't do that with guys that are in the third or fourth or fifth year in the league. Like if they don't have it, if if Baker doesn't have it after this long in the league, regardless of the fact that, and I pointed this out, and I gave him a lot of leeway at the beginning of the year, right? Because you're talking about what head coach number three, offensive coordinator number four, playbook number four, like. Short off season, short preseason, uh, being asked to split sta- uh, split snaps between him and Darnold and PJ. Uh, you know, I, I think that if Baker doesn't have it figured out by now, going into what week are we in? 11, 12, whatever week we're in now. If you don't know QB by now, you will never, 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 never know QB. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's just kind of where we are. Uh, None of these guys are it. If they don't have it down by now, they're not going to get it. Uh, If they haven't figured out a chemistry with the offense now, they're not going to figure it out. Everything has been working well except that spot. And again, I'm not putting a loss against Baltimore all on them. I disagree because um, you got to leave them in there long enough to get some chemistry. You got to, I mean, technically, Baker is starting over anew again because you've got a new head coach in the middle of the season. So, 
to me, he played his first game last week, and he gets pulled. Uh, just because we know the offense has changed since he was in there last. There's not a new offensive coordinator, but there's a new offensive philosophy, a run-first philosophy. And it's just like starting over again, and he's only given one shot. And I am curious to see if Sam Darnold gets the same treatment. One shot, up. Oh, yeah, I know you won the game, but you didn't look at it. We're going to have to put somebody else in there. All right, let us know in the social media at the Rob Brown Show at Lonzo One Word. Let us know who's your guy. Who's your guy? Who are you starting this week if you are Steve Wilkes?